Welcome to Language Chats. This is a podcast for language lovers in Australia and beyond, where we share our experiences of language learning with you, as well as the stories of other Australians and a few international guests who love learning, working with and communicating using other languages. I'm Beck, And I'm Penny. And we'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we're recording today, the Wadawurrung people and the Wurundjeri people, and pay our respects to elders past and present. And we are here for another episode of Language Chats, Beck. Woohoo! I know, just us this time. I know. And one of the topics that we are going to explore in this episode is about language and inspiration and what mm-hmm. language has inspired us to do and where language has taken us back. I love these type of topics. Oh, so many, so many places and so many things. Places, places and things. I think not just places. (laughs) Languages have taken us places, but they've also taken us to not not real places, (laughs) more like mental spaces. (laughs) Oh, you're funny. You're very funny. So one of the things that I was thinking about when I was doing some prep for the episode was do you reckon in your language learning life has there been a defining moment that you can pinpoint that kind of triggered your love for language learning Hmm. there are a couple of moments that I can think of I'm not sure if I'm not sure if there was one Mm. but I remember there being a few times when I was at high school where I could feel myself developing more of an interest in language Um, and kind of realising that it was something that got me, like, that kind of got me excited. Like, I, you know, I would think it was interesting and I wanted to know more, probably in a way that maybe I didn't feel about other, maybe other things we were learning at school or other things in life that I'd experienced at that point so far. Um, I do remember that there was one time particularly, this is going to sound really silly and <laughs> insignificant, but but oh well, um, <laughs> you get to hear about it anyway. Uh, so I remember when I first realised in a French class that bonjour, probably the most well-known French word, um, actually meant good day. Like literally yes. was the combination of good and day. And then I realised that actually even in English, like I guess in Australia especially, where people say g'day, actually that was also good day. And then I remember thinking, oh, wait, isn't that what like, you know, maybe buongiorno in Italian is actually good day too. And then I realised it was. And I, I remember having this little like tiny little like my mind was exploding silently, yes. a bit like the emoji with the, the exploded head. Um, like that was I, I sort of had this moment where I went, what? what? And then and that was kind of, I was like, wow, how cool is that? And then I started to think about other things. I think, I don't know, you know, I might have been like 14. Yes. 13 or 14 or something at the time. But it was like the tiniest thing and I still remember it really, really distinctly. I think that's great because it shows that your brain was like processing language from a behind-the-scenes kind of frame and that your head was already thinking in a kind of a language learner's way. Yeah, maybe. I can't remember what made me 
what prompted me to think that though. Like I don't, I don't think a teacher said it or anything. I think I just kind of connected the dots. And may, maybe that was, and, and who knows, I'm sure it's just a combination of things when your head, I don't know, makes these sorts of connections. Um, but, yeah, it was a bit of a moment. What about you, Penny? What did, did you, can you remember any times when you felt particularly, I don't know, compelled or like engaged mm. by language and you went, yeah, actually, I think that's really interesting. I think something happened for me around the same age, I reckon, 14, 15, and I was learning Japanese. I was learning French as well, but um, this was particularly about Japanese and I got to go to Japan on a Girl Scout camp representing Australia. And I remember thinking, you know, oh, I've got this. I've been learning Japanese for a couple of years. You know, it's going to be so great. I'll be able to bust out all these phrases. And, and I remember feeling, you know, proud <laughs> of myself. And I still, I felt that. But also it was a really humbling experience too. And it luckily it didn't dissuade me from continuing to learn the language but it was a bit of an eye-opener saying well you've got a lot a lot to learn Mm -hmm. (laughs) you've got a lot to learn but it was like that little starting point which made me realize oh I've got a lot to learn but how cool is this and Mm. if I work hard maybe one day I'll be able to get a little bit further a little bit closer and so it was it was like a like a buzz and also a bit of a knock at the same time. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like a like a mo- it was a it was a motivator. Yeah, I suppose for you. And that was definitely definitely a highlight in my language learning kind of beginning as a kid. Anyway, um, being able to take language that you know we'd been learning in a classroom environment into a real world situation, but as a you know without my family as well. And I think that was. Um, yeah, really amazing looking back. Mm-hmm. But then that was actually like a literal place that you, mm. you went to as well, which of course I'm sure that all of the experience, all of the experience of actually traveling to somewhere too must have, you know, the environment and how different it was. Do you think that was part of what made you feel like it was a little bit of a knock but also a push? <laughs> yeah, I think totally because um, – because we did have this, you know, kind of immersion experience, you know, being in a homestay family for a week as well and and being so up close with real life, you know, real Tokyo family life in this tiny, tinsy little apartment working out how to, you know, maximise all this space and use all these high-tech gadgets back in the 90s when, you know, <laughs> things even then were high-tech back then. Um yeah, definitely, definitely that kind of amazing eye-opening experience. Have you <laughs> – one of the other things I was going to ask you in this episode, Beck, was <laughs> <laughs> have you had any language regrets? Regrets. We're going the other side of the, <laughs> Ooh, the coin um, now. <clears throat> language regrets. I don't – oh, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, there's been lots of embarrassing moments. I don't think I would consider any of them to be regrettable, though. Um, like, there's <laughs> always a silver lining, True. <laughs> especially for for anyone who has ever learned a language or aspires to. Like, 
you can't get away from the embarrassing moments. And for the most part, the embarrassing moments are actually genuinely helpful. Um, even if they feel silly at the time or you feel like you've made a fool of yourself, you can hopefully laugh about it later um, and nothing is as serious as it might feel, even though you may feel silly. Um, I don't think I have any language regrets. I mean, oh, look, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm not sure if this totally counts, but I think if I had my time again, would I have spent more time studying languages as a younger person? Um, yes, I think. But I don't know if that really counts as a regret per se. I think that's more a, you know, you can look back on your experiences as a more a more informed person um, and look at how you might have done things differently. Having said that, um uh, it's a tricky, sort of a tricky path to go down because, of course, you can't know what you know until you yep. do things in your life, of course. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. It maybe, maybe if I had studied more languages when I was at university, for example, um, maybe I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much as I think I might have now. Um, how would I have even known to, to decide to do that anyway? It's just not how the path turned out um, yep. at the time. Um I think that's probably the only thing that Hmm. I could consider perhaps a language-related regret. But that is still not, Not I don't know. There have been so many other good experiences along the way and so many other good things that probably language has, so many good ways that language has influenced my life, probably yours too, Fanny, um, that I wouldn't change that for for having done things a little bit differently, I don't think. What about you? Do you have any language regrets? Well, similar to you, Beck, and I was thinking about this as well, but I, there's always something that comes up with me when I, when I think about this kind of stuff. And it's, you know, it's only a little thing, but it's related to Japanese as well, funnily enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I was studying at university, so in first year, so I did Japanese and Vietnamese in first year, and I did pretty well in first year in Japanese and I got offered to go on an intensive summer program to Japan and I knocked it back because I didn't want to oh. leave my boyfriend at the time <laughs> who then proceeded Boys, to who needs them? break up with me anyway. <laughs> so that is always a regret and I always think, you know, don't ever, <laughs> don't ever make decisions based on boyfriends when you're 19 years old. <laughs> Oh, no. So well. I always think, oh, because then I, you know, in second year in Japanese, I this is another little regret, not a massive one because, you, like mm. you said, you know, life takes you in different ways anyway. But I found, I found there was a big jump and I just found it really hard going. And, you know, the, the number of kanji and just the intensity and, um, and I always think, oh, I wonder if I'd done that intensive in country whether I would have approached my second year of studies, which, you know, in a different way um, and who knows what might have happened from there. But as it was, that wasn't, that didn't happen, (laughs) you know, and other things happen instead. But it's, yeah, you can't, that's just life, isn't it? You can't always um, know what is ahead of you. 
Well, that's right. I mean, you could you could think about all the potential possible outcomes of every decision that you make, but of course, you wouldn't do that because we'd all get so caught up. Um, and eons of therapy later. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes when I start thinking about these things, I'm like, you've watched too much dark, Rebecca. That's why. Um, <laughs> you talk about multiple universes and all those kinds of things anyway. Um See, that's, that's really interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you had turned down an opportunity to. Which doesn't um, sound like me at all, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. We've known each other a long time now, and I feel like you're the first to jump at any any potential opportunity well, I, that you I, have, especially if it involves travel. <laughs> I think that's why it's like a positive learning experience because from mm. then on, I was like, never do that again. Never say <laughs> no to an opportunity. <laughs> Well, see, that was probably still a more positive outcome exactly. for all of the other exciting decisions that you've made later in your life. Exactly. Um, so I guess you can thank the ex-boyfriend who broke up with you for that. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, amazing or inspirational things that have happened to you in your life because of language? Is there anything that comes to mind that you think happened because of language, language learning or, or, or some language-related aspects of your life? Yeah, um, yeah. look, definitely. I mean, language really changed my entire career path, um, <laughs> if I'm totally honest. Um We've mentioned this on the podcast before, I think, but um, I studied so well. As I mentioned earlier, I didn't I didn't really study a lot of languages at uni when I was at university. I just I did French, um, but I actually did an engineering degree, um, and that obviously had nothing to do with <laughs> languages at all. Um, and that's kind of well, not that I ever thought that I was necessarily going to be an engineer but I didn't really know what I wanted to do um but I always thought that I was better at maths um and that that was kind of where my skills were um and then when I was in my first job out of uni as an engineer which I hated mm-hmm. <laughs> um that was actually when I kind of rekindled my interest in languages again um, because I'd had that break in time between when I'd finished doing some French studies at uni and when I had started working and that was what sort of spurred me to start thinking about language again because I was like actually I really used to enjoy this that was something that I really liked so it became a hobby again and then of course I was like gosh this is so fun I really did love languages <laughs> and then I kept getting sort of more and more interested in it and kept doing more things on the side outside of my day-to-day job that involved languages um, but then eventually I ended up thinking actually this is probably what I enjoy more well, the things that are kind of related to this, not necessarily 100% languages focused, but, you know, languages are kind of what what gets me up in the morning. I'm, I'm interested in that. That gets me excited. Um, and so I pretty much entirely changed my career path for it to be something that was a bit more related to languages in some way, shape or form. Um, so that's probably the biggest change yeah, in my life. Yeah, that's pretty major. <laughs> that languages have had. Um, but... 
that was, you know, a, it was a conscious decision, um, which, again, I don't think I could have done without having made other decisions prior mm. to that that made me realise later on that, you know, in sort of my mid-20s that I wanted to do something that was a bit different to what I was doing then. So, yeah. yeah. Actually, a big change. That is. A big one. Yes. <laughs> At least it, fe- it feels like that now. You know, when people talk to you about career-related things and they say, oh, you know, you got to remember back to what where you wanted to be. Like, don't just look ahead at oh, – I, I can't even remember what the quote is. Like, you know, they say like, oh, don't, don't just think about like, you know, where you'll be five years from now. Think about where you wanted to be five years ago oh. and like where you are now, which I think is quite a good way. I don't know who said that quote or who, but it's, you know, it's something I've seen somewhere on the internet. But <laughs> it's actually quite a good way of, of thinking about how things have changed over several years. It's easy to kind of always be looking forward mm. and just going, oh, well, that's the thing I need to do next or that's where I need to be next or that's the next you know, the next promotion I want or the next, I don't know, the next place I want to be or the next place I want to go. But, of course, if you think back at some point in the past where you hoped that you would be somebody somewhere in the future, you know, are you there yet or are you on your way there? Um, And I don't know, I think sometimes that really helps to realise that even when you have lots of changes in your life, sometimes they're because of inspiration um or for whatever whatever reason you're always still going somewhere yeah that's really never static very profound Beck. Um, <laughs> what is what have languages really inspired I mean actually I feel like I feel like languages inspired you to do so many things but what, what do you think is the the biggest most inspirational moment you've had related oh, to languages the biggest one oh I don't know but I am Something that I'm proud of and I think, you know, us as a team are proud of is, you know, having the guts to do the podcast and talk about languages in a public space. Like, you know, for so long, not so long, it's not like a hidden hobby or anything, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, to, to realise that there are people out there who have similar interests who might find it fun to listen to other people talk about languages and for us and the people that we have got to talk to back haven't they been amazing like I know we that is probably the coolest thing about um making language chats and getting to getting to post this podcast is actually all the very cool people we get to chat to along the way we Um, hope we hope that you think that they're cool people too but you know we have a lot of fun chatting with them (laughs) And just the community, I mean, the Language Lovers AU community is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the community that we've met abroad as well through language events and social media and listening to other people's podcasts. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's been that's been a real highlight for me for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of places literal places around the world what are some of the other cool places that language has taken has taken you Mm, I know well a couple of places close to my heart Vietnam is one and um, 
you know, lucky to have gone there quite a number of times, but particularly to study language as well. Um, and China as well and Taiwan to study language both in both those countries. And, um, you know, I think it's a super privilege to be able to, to travel overseas and study and, you know, be able to have that experience in country. Um, a place that I got to go to that that the language wasn't the the reason, but language became part of it was um, I did a semester abroad in Estonia. Um, so cool! Yeah, it was amazing. And as part of the studies I was doing there, we did do some, we did Estonian lessons every week, and it's such a hard language, like. <laughs> Um, and, but, you know, having that opportunity as well was just amazing. Um, and being exposed to Russian language there too, as well, because such a, you know, a huge percentage of the Estonian population in Estonia are native Russian speakers. So that was really cool. And going to Russia as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's, there's heaps of other things, but they're just a few that really stick out in my mind and you know it's nice to look back and realize how you know all these amazing experiences how how lucky we are to to have been able to to you know do it (laughs) exactly and to live in a time where travel is relatively accessible um and you know I suppose if you compare back to probably our parents and our grandparents you Mm -hmm. know travel travel hasn't always been the kind of thing that you know, you can just book online flights. You can just book flights online and and you know, take some leave and and head off. Um, it certainly hasn't always been that easy, but um, you know, we are I think really lucky to live in a time where people do see. I mean, travel is still a privilege, but people see it as something that is achievable. Um, and also that we get to even even when we can't travel, there's so much that is still available to us that is shared, um, especially via the internet. So true. So lucky. Is there a place that language has taken you that's close Mm. to your heart, Beck? Um, Yes. Yes, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, French has always been my my gateway language. (laughs) If if you want to talk about... gateway language? (laughs) I mean, like... Like, a, like it's what kind of got me interested in languages. Oh, like, you know how, <laughs> like, like a gateway drug? Weird. Um, yeah, that's what I meant. Um, Your first language love or something like that. I know, exactly. Um, and I think the times that when I've been able to, the times that I've been able to go away for the longest and spend time abroad for extended periods of time were usually related to some sort of experience with the French language and they've probably been the the coolest language-related experiences that I've had. Um, <clears throat> when I was uh, at uni, I did a, an exchange to Canada um, and spent six months studying in Montreal and that was very fun and really cool because it was a completely different kind of society that was so bilingual in every way Mm. Um, and I'd never experienced that before. That kind of equity, I think, with English and French in one place was really interesting for me and I loved it. Um, 
but in lots of ways like a super interesting city too was actually not dissimilar to to Australia in lots of ways in like culturally and socially um, but so completely different from mm. a language point of view. Um, and then when I was a little bit older than that I spent a few months au pairing in France in an area that was not in a big city, it was on an island and that also for me was a really interesting and quite eye-opening experience of using language every day but in a family setting and with children and that was really, really, really different for me. Um, I am the youngest in my family, so <laughs> I had not spent a lot of time around small children. Um, but especially when you're trying to do that kind of interaction with in another language, um, it's all other kinds of challenging. Um, but still really, really interesting. And I learned a lot from it mm. um, and was glad to have been able to have that kind of experience while kind of doing a job. I mean, you know, when you're an au pair or something like, you know, it's sort of like babysitting, but, um, you know, I was basically like a, like I was living with the family um, and that was really cool. So, yeah, very immersive in every way, but just it just completely changed my view and my use of the language because I was using it in such a completely different setting to every other like educational related setting that I had been using the language in previously. So um, yeah, they were two really cool experiences I got to have, both related to, to French, but um, but yeah, that I'm very grateful for. Oh, I have loved talking and reminiscing about all these things because it just it just brings you back doesn't it reminds you why why we have loved and continue to love learning languages because of all these amazing opportunities and inspirational and amazing things that have happened yeah exactly. and hopefully and will it, continue to happen <laughs> exactly and it's so and it is nice to it is nice to reminisce a little bit about it because mm. we do get a bit caught up in again like progressing you're sort of doing other things you get busy working you know you got a family penny and like it's just you get you get caught up in all of the other things but actually we've had some pretty cool experiences over the years and we didn't just wake up one day and go I think I'm going to be interested in languages today <laughs> <laughs> it didn't really happen like that did it <laughs> so for everyone out there listening this is your this is your reminder you know take the time now to reflect and reminisce and <laughs> go back through some old photos remind yourself of the fun times that you've had that Yay. were perhaps traveling or, or otherwise not necessarily traveling maybe maybe doing other fun things that were related to language um at home maybe it was something that had to do with your family and how you you know how you use language with your family um or friends or who knows workplace even yeah yeah workplace even so many things to reminisce mm -hmm. about well thank you for joining us for a, another episode of language chats we love having you here with us and don't forget that if you have been loving listening to language chats please um Drop us a line, give us a review, give us a rating um, and share this episode with your friends and family who may also be interested in learning languages. Um, if you are keen to learn more about language lovers, then you can get go to our website at languagelovers.com.au. Um, you can also join our Facebook group, Language Lovers AU Community, um, which is where you can chat with other like-minded language lovers in Australia or Australians abroad. 
And don't forget, we're on Instagram as well, languagelovers.au. You can find us there. And we will catch you in a fortnight for another episode of Language Chats. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll see you then. Bye.